0: The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD 10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP 20 Group, 10 is the most progressive and comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and group networking to real-world, on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing, approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. Thousands of books have been written about the topic of leadership, but what does leadership really mean? Today, Greg Ring, a leadership consultant with more than 20 years of tire industry experience in sales management, organizational development, and other areas, says leadership is, quote, overrated, and he will tell us why in this episode. This is an eye-opening interview, so let's get to it. Greg, welcome to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. It's great to have you with us today.
2: Well, Mike, thank you, and, and uh, appreciate this opportunity to talk about something that uh, you and I are both extremely passionate about, and that's the power of leadership. So, thanks for this opportunity.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. You know, Greg, during your your multi decade career as a tire industry consultant, you know, you've lectured extensively about leadership and what that means. You, you've even said that leadership is is quote overrated. Uh, so, with that in mind, it's kind of a jumping off point. Who has responsibility uh, to lead within an organization, particularly you as know, white, it pertains to um, you know our listeners, independent tire dealers?
2: Yeah. Leadership is overrated. And that's one of those statements. I, I like to start a seminar or workshop or even a discussion with leaders that are wanting to get better at leadership skills really by simply saying that it's overrated. So, as a salesperson, you know, that's the first step. You have to get the attention. And really what I mean by leadership is overrated, that in, in groups that I've worked with, conversations, um, many times people feel that leadership is, is something that's beyond them. Uh, they personally set the bar really too high, right? So they feel that unless they really have the authority or the experience or special skills, that that they're really not qualified to be a leader and, and with that mindset, they have set up a barrier. And quite frankly, sometimes almost an excuse that, hey, that's not my job. And what I always try to share is that, listen, leadership is, is not an exclusive club. Anyone can and should lead. Uh, we have both the opportunity. And quite frankly, I think we have the responsibility to step up and lead. So that's the leadership is overrated concept. Mm-hmm. And, and then the second part of your question is, is you know, who, who can step up? And, and I really feel that, that companies that recognize leadership uh, skills, organizations, communities, and quite, quite frankly, even families depend on better leaders to move forward. And, and perhaps now more than ever, uh, in the challenging economic time, there's a lot of questions out there. Leadership is imperative right now. Leadership makes all the difference. So everyone can lead, everyone has the opportunity and the responsibility to become a leader.
1: You know, it's interesting that you, you believe that, that everybody within an organization has the opportunity and, and the responsibility to lead, regardless of their position, regardless of the job they currently hold. C- can you, uh, you know, provide maybe some, some anecdotal uh, examples of, of, of that concept
2: in action? Yeah, thanks. Working over the years, I've had really uh, a lot of opportunities to work with new new leaders, people in their management roles for the very first time, and then most recently working with C-suite leaders, executive leadership teams. And regardless if I'm working with a group of new managers or new leaders or senior executives, I like to start a workshop um, with the same question. And I write it on the board. So when they come in the room, it's, it's on the board. And it simply says, when you think of leaders in your life, who are they and what did they do? And then I give them about 15 minutes. And it's interesting during that time, Mike, there's a lot of, a lot of reflection, a lot of time. It's extremely mm-hmm. quiet. And you see the reflection going on of, of them looking back in their lives, and their careers, and and going back to the question, when you think of leaders in your life, who are they, and what did they do? Because leadership is is certainly not a title; it's an action. So, Mike, would you be surprised that when the names are shared after fifteen minutes, would you be surprised that um, most often the names on the list are not their immediate boss or supervisor? They're not from the executive leadership team, and usually not even people in positions of official leadership. Authority, would that surprise you? Somewhat, because I, <laughs> I think I
1: think I think most people think of leadership in terms of of careers of work, what they what
2: they do at the office every day. That's that's often where they start, but after a, a, a few minutes, the names on the list um, often go back back in time. It it goes back to to people in their lives and. Many times, like they're simply coworkers. Um, mm-hmm. I had a friend who was the next office down, or, or I was a manager in a retail store, and this th- this person was my service manager, and they helped me out by you know, demonstrating leadership. Or when I was challenged, they would come over and often offer their friendship. So what, what happens on the list is the lists are long, and, and it's often... Um, not just executive leaders, but it's friends, it's it's coaches, it's mm-hmm. mentors, and and family members. Mm-hmm. And 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 what I really try to share that as we step off into a real detailed uh, roll up the sleeve workshop on leadership mm-hmm. is that that all of us model leadership, and and the names on the list are all important to you. But look at look at the names; not all were official leaders or they weren't in leadership capacities. They chose leadership as a behavior, not just a title. And then when we get into the part about be specific on the actions that they took, it was, uh, that's where it gets really interesting because you hear people's stories and people's stories of leadership and and really the big difference that leadership makes. And in working with these leaders, then I always try to end up with this. I said, now just imagine after this discussion, think five years from today, there's a seminar exactly like this, mm-hmm. perhaps in this corporate headquarters. Mm-hmm. And five years from today, people are asked the same exact question. How would you feel if your name popped up on that chart and you were recognized in somebody's life as a person that that stepped up to be a leader and provided a specific action, an action to take that makes all the difference? So that's a. Uh, That's that's how we set it up is that leadership is really uh, independent and it's available to all of us. And if you think of really dynamic leaders, there are people just like you and people just like me who saw an opportunity and decided Mm -hmm. to take action.
1: What are some of the hallmarks or common characteristics of, of truly effective leaders based on your experience?
2: Yeah, thanks for that question. Um, Having worked with large organizations, independent business owners, uh, warehouses uh, all over the country over the last um, eight to 10 years, uh, what I found is that John Maxwell probably has the very best definition of leadership. And John Maxwell is a a well-respected author of leadership books. As a matter of fact, Mike, I think he's written close to 100 books. And um, he boils it down to this. His definition of leadership says simply, that leadership is influence. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. So when you think of leadership in in the capacity of influence, you're influencing your coworkers, you're influencing um, your employees, you're influencing your customers. The way you lead influences your community. Uh, It's far-reaching. And Maxwell really says that, that there's all types of uh, science behind leadership. It's, it's, it's a real learned behavior. And at the same time, um, it doesn't have to be scientific. It's, it's about influencing things in the right way. So leadership is influence. It's nothing more or nothing less. So the second part of your question was really about um, maybe um, things that leaders do. If mm-hmm. I put you right, uh, yeah. actions that, that leaders take. I think the first thing that leaders do, Mike, is, is they really look at the situation for what it truly is, not what they want it to be. So they look at with a lens of, I wish it were this way or I wish it were that way. But they put that lens away and they say, today is today. This is where we're at. You and I have worked in the tire industry a long time. And, mm-hmm. and right now, the tire industry is facing a lot of challenges that are not going to wait they're not going to go away soon, right? So we're facing a little tight labor market. Right. The latest statistic I looked at is it's a roughly 3.6% unemployment uh, across the country. So it's as tight as it's ever been. So one of the key concerns that, that uh, you know, retail people share with me, warehouse teams, uh, over-the-road sales teams, is they just can't find and keep enough good people the second thing is the su- supply chain challenges, right? A lot of delays, a lot of certainty when products are coming in, when they're going to arrive, um, a lot of price increases, and then ultimately consumers are really challenged these days with record high fuel costs. Yeah, so that's the reality that that people in our industry, people in the tire industry, they get up and go to work every day knowing that the labor market's going to be tight, there's going to be supply chain challenges. They may be getting a message from one of their Leading entire vendors that there's another price increase based on raw materials. And then consumers at uh, 5 and $6 a gallon are really early pinched. So when they show up, uh, they're in need of leadership. So I think first and foremost, uh, one of the qualities of a good leader is they just, you know, they lead with vulnerability. So that'd be number one. Vulnerability, uh, it, you know, this is our situation. I, I watched a retail store manager recently when I was down doing doing com- consulting down near Cincinnati and sure enough, this you know cell phone rang right about 10 till eight and it was one of these uh, front counter people that was unable to come in to work that day. And they were already short. so he had uh, two people um, to run a very busy store. So what he did, he brought the team together and said, listen, uh, we're going to be shorthanded today. It's our busiest day of the year people getting ready to start the you know spring and summer travel. So, yep. team, what we're going to have to do today? Let's recognize we're going to be short. We're going to all have to hustle a, a little bit more. But here's what he did to show leadership. He said, "But I'm confident. I'm confident that we can pull together and get this done." And then he did what was really important. He went back to his office and he shut the door. He rolled up his sleeves and started working the counter side by side. And so, so leaders lead with vulnerability, and that team, you know, performed that day knowing that. Uh, Their leader shot straight with them. They didn't sugarcoat it straight up. You know, in the same IC warehouses where where they have, uh, you know, unannounced shipments, you know, perhaps the, um, you know, the ASN, the advanced shipping notice was incorrect. It was three trailers now all needing to be, you know, unloaded at the same time. Um, Same type of technique. Leaders leave a vulnerability. They say, listen, this is going to be a really hard day. We'll pull it together. And, And, you know, Mike, it doesn't hurt to have some pizza in the break room either, right. To step up and mm-hmm. lead that way. So I would say number one is just leave a vulnerability is, is what I've seen really, really work.
1: And, and, and vulnerability, you know, can, can mean in this case, taking a very, you know, realistic practical view of, of the current situation in front of you. And then, and then diving into it, you know, not retreating to the ivory tower or retreating to the exactly. sanctity of your office, but, but getting out there with your people and working side-by-side side with them.
2: Yeah. And, and if, if you're out in any industry, in any business, and if you're in a retail setting or um, you're staying at a hotel, whatever you're doing as a consumer, uh, watch, watch a leadership culture. And I use that word pretty directly. It's a leadership culture in any organization. Uh, we get things done and we help each other as opposed to it's not my job. Or sorry about your luck, right? So it's a yeah. it's, it's a real jumping in, uh, rolling the sleeves up, and really getting after it, and and also vulnerability is uh, is a really uh, important tool to to, to set a good example, right? So that's probably the second one. Is one is leave the vulnerability, and then number two is, is set a good example. Uh, good is the right word here, not perfect. Uh, you know, people will watch and they're going to model from other people, leaders, especially. I worked with a very successful company a couple of years ago, and I was doing a presentation I had to get there very early. I had to set the meeting room up, make sure the PowerPoint projector was going to work. And so I was there uh, extremely early and looking out the conference window, saw a gentleman pull up. He parks, not right by the front door, but he parked all the way down. Mm-hmm. And as he walked up, there was uh, a little bit of litter in his parking lot. Mm -hmm. And he just reached down and picked it up and just quietly went on his way, put it in the trash can, came on in. And it was only later that I realized that was the owner of the organization. Nobody was there. uh, Nobody was watching. And yet at the same time, uh, he was setting a good example just by doing what good leaders do. And that's behave the values that you like to see. Mm -hmm. And so uh, taking that time to pick up the trash, putting extra time with a difficult customer or employee, it shows you care. You set the good example. And, and as, as you and I have witnessed in our careers, leaders that set good examples um, are, are easy to follow. And, and people that you know talk a good game but really don't demonstrate it, um, that's a real leadership challenge. Mm-hmm. So setting the good example, don't worry about it being perfect. Just absolutely get it done. Mm-hmm. The third one, um, Mike, I especially with coaching new leaders is, is give up on perfection. Um, just give up on perfection. Don't wait until you think you have it all figured out. Um, uh, because if you wait, you're going to be waiting a long time because none of us ever have it already figured out. So give up on perfection, uh, focus on connection. Um, I was reminded when working with the team here about uh, six months ago, we used the very familiar Nike, uh, tagline that says, just do it. And so I had him go to the board and said, what would have been a less effective approach to that brand? And so I made a note, one was just think about it. And then one said, um, just, just procrastinate. (laughs) One said, just put it on the back burner. Other one says, just wait. And so we use this, uh, just do it. Was call to action and leadership really does require a call to action. If you see an opportunity, uh, there's an opportunity for you to help somebody uh, jump in and do it, and don't wait on perfection because if you wait, you're going to be waiting a really, really long time. In a conversation with uh, a team at a retail tire store, I asked them about this concept about you know jumping in before you think you're ready and. Uh, Young man was there, and he said that he was working his way through college, and uh, he was on I-75 working at a retail tire store that had a pretty good service bay. And he says a carload of uh, three three guys pulled in, I-75 south. They're going on spring break while he was there working, and all they came in for was a couple of quarts of oil because the one gentleman said, hey, dad said this thing burns oil, so every 500 miles we're going to have to put oil in. So he glanced out. He's, he's a couple of weeks into his job, pretty inexperienced. He glances out and he notices that that all the tires look to be underinflated, but one was particularly low. And he asked them, have you checked your tire pressure? They said, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. He said, well, when's the last time you checked it? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. So so while he had somebody else ring up the oil, he went out and went ahead, checked the tire pressure, and he found all four were under inflator underinflated, but one was particularly dangerously low, around 17 pounds. Mm -hmm. And he went ahead and filled it up. And when the guys came out, they kind of challenged him because they said, we didn't need you to do that. We're not asking you to do that. And he says, well, he said, I couldn't help but notice. So I'm going to ask for your commitment is that when you get down to Florida, and you've had a good time before you start back, I want you to check the tire pressure and here's how to do it. So he took the time to show them, to demonstrate how, you take care of your products, even though he wasn't asked to really do that. He was new in his job. Uh, he had a little bit of resistance from the customer, but he did it anyway. So give him on perfection and just and just get after it. So that was uh, one of those leadership questions. And um, I, I, I haven't contacted him since, but I'm guessing he's doing really well in this business.
1: Yeah. So he, he took the initiative even when the, the customer uh, objected and pushed back. He yes. saw something that needed to be done. It was, it was to, uh, to ensure the safety of, of those, those individuals. And uh, he, he just did it, to your point. And, and they, prob- they probably quietly thanked him
2: later. Right, right. It was one of those um, opportunities where you get the resistance and, you know, they're all the same age. You know, I often think about the story. They're all going on spring break they're heading to Fort Lauderdale and he knows the next week he's going to be in the tire shop trying to make money for the next quarter tuition. So they were in a little different position. Yep. And then, yep. you know, Mike, as, as far as, you know, kind of closing, you know, the four things out, we, you know, we talked about vulnerability and you know, we talked about setting good example, uh, give up on perfection. Don't wait till you're ready. Just jump in see an opportunity. And last but not least, my experience with good leaders in my life are the ones that ask really good questions. Good leaders spend more time asking questions than telling. Leadership is not telling, but asking. That's okay. That's the quote, that's a quote I had written down is leadership is not telling, but asking. And good leaders will ask good questions and they say, you know, how can we do this better? Um, how can I help, right? What, what could we do together that would help our business be better or help solve this problem? And, you know, experience shows that people closest to the jobs are usually the people that have the best answers on how to make that process better. You use the term ivory tower, which I like that. And one of my early mentors told me that an office is a dangerous place in which to view the world, right? Hmm. So you have to get out. You have to roll the sleeves up, walk out to customers' cars, uh, talk to your employees, and I have a uh, really fond memory early in my life, and I call it the $88 leadership lesson. (laughs) And I was uh, $88. I was uh, very fortunate right out of high school. On August 8th, right out of high school, I started working at United Parcel Service. And I had an opportunity to to unload 53-foot semi-trailers that had sat in the sun all day long in Ohio, where I'm from. 4.30 4.30 in the afternoon is about the heat of the day. And that's when mm-hmm. we started to work. And so I'd be up unloading the 53-foot trailer all the way back. And, you know, if it was 90 outside, it was generally 25 or 30 degrees hotter inside the trailer. And we had a young leader his name was John. And John was about five years older than me. He just finished university. This was his first job out of college. But what was unique, John had done the same job that I had done when he was in college unloading semi-trailers. So he's up in the trailer talking to me, asking these questions. What can we do better? How can I help? Are you familiar with all the processes? I was fairly new. And he noticed how hot it was up there. And he says, is it always this hot? I said, yeah. He said, hmm, let's see if I can do something. So hour and a half later, he shows up. He's got five 20-inch box fans. He's got a sack of hardware. And himself, he's installing 20-inch fans. At the entrance of each of our five semi trailers, and it was in that moment I watched. Leadership is about action, it was about listening. It was a twenty-inch fan, and he bought all five of them for eighty-eight dollars. The reason I know that is the center manager was in the break room, somewhat criticizing him and say, "You better not turn those in on your expense report. I'm not paying for them." And John said, "That's not that's not important." He says, "I'm paying for them." And realizing that this young manager knew the value of stepping up for his team, doing something that went above and beyond. And in that moment, I watched I watched leadership in action, $88 leadership. And we had various managers on the shifts. And it's probably no secret that John's production numbers from our team uh, were among the best in the district because he cared about us and we cared about him. So leadership is really an action. It's about what you do, and you don't have to be overeducated or overtrained. It's about stepping up, seeing an opportunity, and then taking action. So that's leadership. Great.
1: Greg, as we wind down this episode of the Modern Tire Dealer Show, any final thoughts for our
2: listeners on leadership? Yes. Thanks, John. I think leadership, um, or Mike, I was thinking of my friend, John. <laughs> that's <laughs> Mike, okay, Greg. He, yeah. Okay. See? He was in my mind. Was right. Wow, that I was a leader. So I What I would recommend? Yeah, it sure was. One thing that I would recommend is that um, I'm I'm always um, I'm always inspired by books. So there's three leadership books that I've recommended to management teams. I've I've taught out of these books, and a couple of these books are almost required reading in some very successful companies. And one is I mentioned. Uh, John Maxwell, he has a book called The Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. So that's book number one. It's a great read. Uh, a book that I really like from one of my favorite authors is uh, Simon Sinek. And he has a book that the whole message is in the title. And it says, Leaders Eat Last. Leaders Eat Last. And it's mm-hmm. about demonstrating that leadership behavior. It's what you do day in and day out, putting your people first, putting your customers first, Eaters Eat Last by Simon Sinek. And then the third book, it has continued to be on the Wall Street Journal, best best selling of business books. And perhaps you've read it. It's called Extreme Ownership. And it's by Jocko Wilken. And he was a Navy SEAL. Um, he led SEAL team three. And it's a very intense book. It's extremely powerful of, of leadership disciplines and leadership ownership that they use on the battlefield. Now they take into corporate America. They take into teams, They take into schools, universities, um, all over the country. Any, any organization that needs leadership has really uh, benefited from this book. So it's called extreme ownership by Jocko wolnick So those would be my takeaway books, Mike, as far as some recommendations and, and when in doubt lead.
1: Greg, that's, that's all great advice. And, and, I'm sure very relatable to, to our listeners and want to thank you again for coming on the Modern Tire Dealer show today. We, we look forward to
2: bringing you back on uh, later in the year. Well, Mike, it was my pleasure and uh, thanks so much for this opportunity. And I just say that we as an industry appreciate the great work that uh, Modern Tire Dealer does. Uh, you're very committed to this industry, helping people be informed, educated, and quite frankly, encouraged to be part of this really great industry. So Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. And thank
1: you for those kind words, Greg. We look forward to talking to you soon. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. Don't forget to access this program on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other popular podcast platforms. To contact Greg and his company, GR Consulting, email him at H.Greg.Ring, R-I-N-G, at gmail.com. That's H.Greg.Ring at gmail.com. We'll talk to you soon.
0: The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD 10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP 20 Group, 10 is the most progressive and comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and group networking to real-world, on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, TEN offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen. Learn more about what TEN can do for you and your business at mtd10.com.